Hey friend, welcome to another episode of the Grace-Filled Leader Podcast. I'm Tanya Ingesether, your host. Have you ever found yourself thinking, who am I? Or why am I here? What is my purpose? Have you felt this lingering question in your heart and you long to find the answer that leads to feeling more fulfilled and confident that you're doing something meaningful? Well, in today's episode, I'll be talking about the answer to that lingering question. So stay tuned. Are you feeling exhausted, burned out, and unfulfilled in your leadership? Do you struggle with perfectionism and people-pleasing? Do you find yourself left with no time or energy to care for yourself and your family? Hey friend, welcome to the Grace-Filled Leader Podcast. I'm Tanya wife, mom, leader, and Jesus lover. For years, I tried to find success and worthiness the world's way, only to feel overwhelmed, anxious, and unfulfilled. It wasn't until I surrendered my life and leadership that I truly found freedom. I discovered that we can be effective, purpose-driven leaders while living a life of peace and abundance. In this podcast, We're going to walk through practical solutions for doing life and leadership God's way. If you want to find fulfillment and lead with purpose, if you want to escape the chaos and find peace, if you want to find the freedom to live the life you were called to, this podcast is for you. Unbutton your blazers, sister friends. It's time to dig in. Before I get too far into this episode, I wanted to just stop and give credit to Louis Giglio and really his dissection of Colossians chapter 1, which is the scriptural reference that contributes to this episode today around identity. And he's such a gifted speaker and has such a talent for taking God's word and dissecting it and speaking the truth and the passion behind the truth and applying it to our everyday lives. So just wanted to give that plug out there. If you've never listened to Louis or any of his messages, I encourage you to do so. It is truly a gift every time I hear him speak. I think most people at some point in their life question their identity. We ask ourselves, who am I? Or why am I here? What is my purpose? We seek meaning in life and we seek reassurance that we're on the right path. In today's culture, identity has become an even bigger, hotter topic, with people having a multitude of answers to the question around identity. The world has lots to say about identity and who we are. And some of what the world says sounds so good on the surface and makes us feel good. We're flooded with messages that say, you're beautiful. You're strong. You are perfect just the way you are. You are enough. The world says, live your best life. Be your best you. Do what makes you happy. Or, you do you. Well, that all sounds nice and fine, but let's dig a little deeper. There is some danger in some of that messaging. A worldview suggests that we are enough all on our own 
It suggests that we can do anything we put our mind to and with our own strength. It tells us to do just what feels good and makes us happy. To be blunt, it tells us a lot of things that really just move us towards serving ourselves and the desires of our flesh. When posed with the question of who we are, we tend to attach our identity to different things. Our life roles, our social status, our sexuality, our gender, our physical appearance, or sometimes our accomplishments. But is that really a biblical view of who we are and why we are here? I would argue that it is most certainly not. Those things are just descriptors, ways to describe ourselves, but they don't speak to the whole of who we are. The enemy is very cunning in his efforts to steer us from truth. Messages around self-care and self-love, our enoughness, seem very good at first glance. But there is one key missing ingredient, Jesus. Apart from Jesus, we are most certainly not enough. In John chapter 15 verse 5, Jesus tells us, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So often we look to the world to tell us who we are. We ask our friends, we ask our leaders, we take personality inventories and strength assessments. These are all very helpful in telling us what our natural tendencies are, how we tend to give and receive information, what our strengths are, and what our potential blind spots might be. I'm not at all discounting the value of these tools. In fact, I've taken them and I encourage leaders to use these tools and always look for opportunities to build self-awareness in order to grow in your leadership skills. But your search for self-discovery should never start and end on a worldview of who you are. If you truly want to know who you are and why you are here, there is one answer to that question. It's the same answer for everyone and it's found in our one source of absolute truth. God's word tells us exactly who we are and why we are here. In Colossians 1.15, Paul is writing a letter to the church in Coloss. He's imprisoned in Rome and the church in Colossus was made up of converts from his missionary travels, but they'd begun to allow some paganistic and secular beliefs infiltrate their teachings in combination with Christian doctrine. Paul is writing to confront these false teachings and to affirm the true supreme nature of Christ. He explains that Christ is the very image of the invisible God. He is the firstborn over all of creation. In verse 16 he writes, For by him all things were created. All things were created by him and for him. This is language that points to the deity of Jesus. It is saying that Jesus is the very image of God and all things were created by him and for him. Well, we know God to be the creator of all things, yet this is saying all things were created by Jesus, for Jesus. Thus, Jesus is God.
All things were created by God and for God. So there it is. There is the absolute answer to our question of who am I and why am I here? You are created by God and for God. Your ultimate identity is that you were created by God in God's image with the purpose of serving Him. He sent Jesus in human form to die a physical death as atonement for all the sins of humanity. His Holy Spirit raised Jesus from the dead and He sent that same Holy Spirit to live as Christ in us when we accept the salvation offered through Jesus' death on the cross and we invite His Spirit to live in our hearts. That's the high-level answer to who you are. You are a child of God, created by God, for God. You are to serve God by spreading the love of Jesus. Under the overarching theme of serving God, he also has a unique and specific story for each of us and our purpose here this side of heaven. Our story was written before we were born. He gave us unique gifts and talents, and he gives us unique opportunities to use those gifts and talents to do his kingdom work. I believe we need to constantly look to the Lord to guide our steps in living out that purpose. Sometimes we think we need some kind of a big sign that we are actually living and serving in our purpose. Sometimes it's really about making sure that we're being good stewards and using our gifts and talents to spread the love of Jesus wherever it is that we find ourselves. Because chances are, God had a part in planting us where we are. And we should seek to grow where we're planted, doing His kingdom work. We can do a lot to get in our own way and not be obedient to God's calling on our life. Sometimes our calling is not at all something we would have guessed or chosen. Sometimes it's really difficult. Leadership is really difficult, but it is a calling. Sometimes we don't feel equipped to do the work we're called to do, but that is often where God does his best work. You've probably heard the saying, God turns a mess into a message. He doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. God allows our struggles so that we may draw nearer to Him and depend on Him and His strength. He wants us to depend completely on Him. If you read on further in Colossians chapter 1, beginning in verse 24, Paul speaks to the commission on his life. He's, he presents his purpose as being one to, quote, present the word of God in its fullest, the mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the saints. In other words, he's telling them, and us, the great secret, the mystery that wasn't known to Abraham, Moses, or anyone that lived prior to the death and resurrection of Jesus. And he reveals it in verse 27, and he says, the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. There it is. 
the great mystery, our answer, our hope, Christ in you, the hope of glory. God has this planned all along to have his son, Jesus Christ, live in the hearts of all who believe in him. Christ is not hidden. He's available to us through the Holy Spirit if we will come to him and invite him in. That is the power by which we do our purpose work. It is not Jesus with us, beside us, in front of us, behind us. It is Jesus in us. It is Jesus in you that makes all things possible, that gives you the wisdom and the strength to live out your calling. You can do all the deep breathing, meditation, positive affirmations, training and striving that you want to, but without Jesus, you will never be enough. You will never feel fulfilled and confident in your identity. You will always be seeking and asking the question, who am I and why am I here? If you never invite Jesus in to do his work through you, you are the vessel through which the work is done. You are the temple in which the spirit resides. So yes, you must care for yourself, love yourself, and have confidence, but not for your sake or your glory. It is for the sake of the one who lives in you and the glorious work being done through you. Your confidence comes from trusting the Lord and his plan for your life. To really know who you are, you have to know whose you are. You are the daughter of the Most High King, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, who is slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. He is a pain taker, a way maker, and a chain breaker. He is the great I am. Above all else, God is love. God's ultimate plan is one of love and redemption. His ultimate goal is to draw us near to him that we may seek to know him. The Bible says, seek and you will find. So I encourage you sisters, seek, seek him, seek to know him. And when you know him, you know whose you are. And when you know whose you are, you will know who you are. That's all I have for you today, friends. I'll see you back next time. I pray this episode blessed you, spoke to you, or encouraged you in some way. If so, please share it with a friend and head on over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. That's the only way for me to know if you are enjoying the show. Nothing blesses me more than to hear from you. Also, come on over to our free community, the Grace Filled Leader Facebook group. This is a great place for us to support one another on our faith and leadership journey. Now to him who can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. Ephesians 3.20 Until next time, God bless you, friend.